Mayfield takes the snap. They give the ball to Hunt. Stutter snap. Great move. Hidden sack. And Ogunjobi got off here. Rips it. What a catch by Welcome back in, Dog Pound Nation fans. We have reached the beginning of the preseason, and we are just a few short weeks away from the start of the regular season of 2021. I cannot wait. Hold for applause. Indeed, it deserves applause because this is going to be the Super Bowl team, I think. I'm confident. Oh, I mean, if... As long as the injuries are kept down, we can keep um, some of our key players healthy. We should be in really good shape this year. Well, I know uh, the first couple weeks of the preseason, we've reached a couple little small injury problems. But I think all in all, uh, by us not playing our starters, I think it's becoming a very smart decision by Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, I really do think so. The problem with that, though, I have... It's a small – you, you want to get them in there to have some reps in an actual game format, though. I think we're going to see that on Sunday um, against the Falcons, uh, which will be a Sunday night football NBC broadcast, surprisingly for a preseason game. I, I didn't know they did Sunday night football telecast for preseason. Neither did I. So we're going to see that. Um, but uh, what are some of your early impressions of the preseason so far? <clears throat> Some of my early impressions right now, I, I, they, they just look like a good, solid team, and this is without really any of their starters in there, minus, you know, people like uh, Peoples Jones. Well, Peoples Jones, um, I'm glad to see him in. But the thing that I have paid close attention to is that. If you look in the Browns' preseason past, who they had is when the backups came in, they looked like a shit team. And now, even the backups look like quality players, and I think that all starts and ends with the coaching. It really does. I, What else can you expect when you have a solid team led by Stefanski coaching you? Yeah, yeah, and he, he deserved the coach of the year. Um, I think all these backup <coughs> players especially are buying into his system, and I think they are fully uh, holding on and grasping on to this being the potential year. So they all want to be a part of it. I don't blame them. I, this really does have the potential to be our year here. It does. It does. And uh, the preseason is a good start to it, even without seeing Baker and the rest of the starters out there. But So um, I, I got a question for you, to though. While we're here, before we get into it, sure. Who do you think is going to be our backup? Our backup quarterback? Yeah. Oh. Um, do you think they're going to keep Keenum as the backup, or do you think they're going to move him down to third string? Um, based on what I saw from the first preseason game, uh, the third string Lawletta, he played a very good quality first preseason game against the Jaguars. Uh, the second game, I wasn't nearly as impressed. Um, but Keenum also made some very poor decisions in that second preseason game as well. 
Um, I think that if they relegate Keenum to the third string, I think then you have to see if teams are out there that are shopping around for a quarterback for a trade because there's no reason to keep somebody like Keenum as a third string quarterback. I will agree with you. Um, my only issue is we're, it would be good to have that third quarterback on our team to be safe. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, nothing, I'm nothing against a third quarterback on the roster. I mean, they could keep somebody like Lawletta as their third string. I mean, the problem, they're not with paying the way him much. That, with the way that Lawletta's playing, though, especially yeah. after that first freezing game, I, they might end up having him run as the backup quarterback. I mean, it might not be a terrible idea. I, I like to see maybe a little bit more out of him. I don't know how much we're going to see of uh, Lawletta in the third Third game, I, I think we're going to see the starters for a series or two. Then Keenum might I get think a quarter. What we're gonna, I think what's going to happen is it's going to be. Uh, you remember how Kitchens did it? As bad of a season as that was, but yeah. the preseason for that year, how he had the starters in for what was essentially like them running a two-minute drill. That wasn't a bad idea. That actually wasn't a bad way to to run the system. I thought that was kind of ingenious the way that he did that. If they implement that for this upcoming preseason game, I think that would be a good way to get your starters their uh, reps in and to be able to see like where they stand as a team when it comes to those pressure situations. Like a good, solid balance? Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I, I would buy into that. Um I don't know. We'll see. The third, the third game is going to be an interesting way how they're going to balance everything out. I think they want to be careful who they play and how, many, how much time they play them. But I think you're right. The way Kitchens did it was actually a pretty good, healthy way of doing it without getting the guys too much in injury-related situations. Exactly. And especially considering this is the last preseason game before we, week one. Yeah, first year with only three preseason games. I'm so glad. We don't need four. Uh, I think this just proves that the last two games, even though they were still fun to watch because they're Browns football. <clears throat> There's still a little bit of snooze fest. They really are, uh, but it also comes down to does that going to translate to a 17th week of the regular season? How is that going to hold up for us or anybody in the league this year? Good point. That's a really good point. I don't know. Time's going to tell. Is that one less week of preseason going to affect teams going into the first year of 17 games. Yeah, I'm going to be curious to see how it's going to hold up because I think uh, players staying healthy is going to be an issue too, even just for that extra game. You know, Brady have a hard time with injuries throughout the season, so how much, how much worse is it going to get? Exactly. So, okay. So let's break down this, uh, this Jaguars game. Okay, so let's start off with Kyle Lalletta. We'll even jump Case Keenum here. Uh, Kyle Lalletta, 19 of 27 for 212 yards, averaged eight yards a, a throw and two touchdowns. Only took one sack for a quarterback rating of 118.1. Which is really good. I mean, it's to be expected. I don't think uh, Jaguars are playing really many of their starters either. Actually, they were. Were they? They were. Yeah, uh, Urban Meyer said he was going to treat this game like a 
like a real game. Oh, and uh, hey, Cody Peak, thank you for joining us. Cody Peak, welcome to the show. Uh, feel free to ask any questions. We'll be happy to answer them on the show. Um, no, uh, the thing is, too, is, uh, yeah, Urban Meyer had said he was going to treat this uh, because, as you can tell, I mean, he started his starting quarterback for nearly a whole half. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a rookie, sure, but he... The, I think he okay, the one thing I want to take away from this game that wasn't Browns-related right. is the fact that, I mean, yes, Trevor Lawrence may have not had the greatest of starts this game. First game. But the it, it, key thing to take away from that is the fact he came out of it healthy. He did come out of it healthy, and he actually took a couple nasty sacks, too. He got a couple of those Which is why the, NFL I, moments. the fact that he came out of this game healthy still, was it, it shows that he's got, you know, that tenacity, that uh, endurance in him to hopefully be able to make it in this league. We'll see. I mean, it's early, but I think Trevor Lawrence has the stature, much like um, much like the Bengals do. I mean, let's be honest. I think they got their guy last year as well, um, and I think the Jaguars. Now are it's be a matter of is he going to stay healthy? That's a good question. I mean, because that's a question that we have in NFL. That season. kind of an injury does affect your career. Oh, of course it does. No question about it. And uh, I mean, look at like guys like RG three. I mean. A pretty decent quarterback, but was hampered by injuries that essentially ruined his career. And it was in his rookie season, too, if I'm not mistaken, that that injury happened. It was. I think it was like about halfway through his rookie season. And then. No, it was like near the 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 end end of the season. Near the end? Because they had just made the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, that year. I think think you're right. And uh, wasn't. uh, Who was their backup at that time? It was some other well known guy. Was it Uh, Alex Smith? No, Alex Smith was recent. Was it Alex Smith? It might have been. Okay. Um, but, yeah, oh, we'll see what Trevor Lawrence is going to do. He got a couple of those big, you know, <laughs> ouch moments. Welcome to the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh there a little. <laughs> um, but, well, uh, anyway, so, yeah, we're going back to the game here. La Lada, 19-27 for 212 yards, two touchdowns. Case Keenum also had no, – Decent game, uh, 12 of 17 for 115 yards. Yeah, I mean, that's not a terrible, terrible game for, uh, for for Keenum. I mean, it wasn't notable. It wasn't a standout-ish. But I feel like if something happens with Baker where he's out a few games and there's a little bit of that stretch where you need a quarterback to come in to win some games, Keenum is the guy for you because he was in Stefanski's system in Minnesota, played very well under Stefanski's system there. So he knows the offense. Yeah, that is true. But do you see him as being someone that could lead us to victories in those games if it comes down to it, though? Um, there might be a couple games on the schedule where I think he could. Um, if we're talking like games like, you know, the Ravens and stuff like that, mm, probably not. I wouldn't trust him against the Ravens or the Packers. Uh, that would be mm, too much of a gamble. But I'm not saying I would go with Kyle Lawletta in those situations either because I don't think he'd be able to handle it. He's too young. Okay. But, um, no, I mean, I'm confident that at least we have somebody there that uh, can run the offense efficiently. Yeah, you're right. Um, so the running backs, uh, the running game, really, there's nothing notable here at all. Yeah, there really wasn't. It was mainly to just get your backups some uh, playtime, see who's going to be 
you know, someone that's going to stand out for us? Who's going to be someone that can be behind uh, Chubb and Hunt? Yeah, uh, it's all about fighting for the third string job. I mean, you look at here, there between five guys on the Cleveland rushing attack, there was only forty. I mean, really, if you think about it, you can't even call it a. You can't even really even call it a third string job. It's more like you are going to be the you're a backup because they you got Chubb and Hunt both essentially like rotating uh, playtime. So you true. could almost call them both your number ones, even though we know that the true number one is Chubb when it comes right. to the running back game. Right. You can really make a voucher either of them. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, I kind of liked uh, the way John Kelly had run in the game against the Giants, but we'll get to that shortly. But uh, I think John Kelly really proved that he could maybe be that worthy third-string guy. I, this game, not really so much. but Not, not this game, yeah. Uh, the Giants game, he really proved that he's got some chops. Um, but receiving, uh, a lot of guys got the ball. Which I was glad to see. Like Again, this is going to be what you'd expect to see happening. You're going to have your backup quarterbacks throwing it to just about anybody that's open to see, all right, can these receivers catch these hard uh, passes? Can they get some good yards after contact? Can they, after receiving, after after getting the reception, can you see them making a huge impact? Well, that's exactly it. You know, they, they are they, these guys right now, I mean, the receiving room for the Browns is already cluttered. A lot of competition there. So these guys are just fighting for anything they can get. Um, we already know the people one, one person that they have that was playing in this game that they definitely need to be obviously keeping on their team is Peoples-Jones. I think he has the potential to be a very good um wide receiver one, if not two. Yeah, Peoples-Jones is not going anywhere. Uh, Rashard Higgins is not going anywhere. Uh, the guys that I think that are really going to be ones that I think they're going to be in the conversation, um, uh, JoJo Natson and Kaderil Hodge, you know, they had playtime last year, so I think they already kind of a little bit of a step up here. Um, to make the team, I'm, although looking they were at, quiet here. I'm looking at uh, people like your... Demetric Felton, your Davion Davis. Yeah, in this game against the Jaguars, they definitely proved a point. Um, the other guy I want to watch out for, and that's only because he's been in the league for a little while, is Ryan Switzer because he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers and he and he played pretty well with the Steelers. So yeah. I mean, I, I, he's somebody that I might want to make this team just because he's been out there and he's a little bit of a veteran. But again, he's got to earn it. And if if people like John Kelly and Davion Davis and Demetric Felton play better and earn it, then sorry, Switzer, just because you have experience, these guys are better. You don't get to get it. Because yeah. of, you uh, know, do you want to go ahead and take this question, Mike? Sure. So uh, what happened to Williams? Um, you're talking about uh, uh, Greedy Williams? I think he's talking about – is that what he's talking about, Greedy Williams? I'm not sure. Possibly. Okay, yes. Greedy Williams did leave Sunday's game with a groin injury. Um, the Browns are giving Williams preseason playing time for most of it. Um, but right now, uh, I believe that um, Stefanski had said that he was kind of a day-to-day kind of thing. They're probably not going to play him in the last preseason game, so they might wait out to see how 
The, problem, I, the, injury is the doing thing that's worrying me about that right now is he was out most of, if not all of last season, correct? Well, he's playing, he's playing catch up. And I am, I, if he doesn't play, you know, a good portion of the season this year, he's going to be on his way out. I honestly am getting word that he is just an injury-prone player at this point. Which is something the Browns do not need right now. They do not need guys that cannot stay on the field consistently. Which, thankfully, we have gotten enough defensive pieces in the offseason that we're, it's not like we're going to be really, really hurting. Right. But we, we need to be playing like a well-oiled machine. We can't afford to be having these players that we've invested in right. be injury-prone like this. Well, no, we're at a point now where we're not the Browns of old. We need guys that can stay on the field, stay healthy, and keep this thing going, not, you know, putting in these guys that are just going to be, oh, you know, I'm going to come in when I feel like it. Oh, I'm going to come in and I'm going to play half-assed. It doesn't work like that, okay? This is not the Cleveland Browns of old. This is the new Cleveland Browns. This is a Super Bowl-caliber team. You can't play. There's the door. Exactly. That's just it. That's it, plain and simple. Um, so we're going to have to see what happens with that. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. Hopefully we'll be able to actually see him get some good playing time in this year. But if this keeps up, I, I really do think he needs to be on his way out. I agree. Um, now, we will, there's somebody on defense we have to talk about. It's a guy we talked about during the NFL draft, hoping the Browns were going to get him, and that's Jeremiah Kosu-Kormoa. I was impressed by him. Uh, seven tackles. I cannot tackles. believe just how good this kid is off the rip. And the fact that he got a quarterback hit this game as well, which was I was not expecting. At least not from him. Uh, I don't know. I, we, I, we've gotten some really good pieces, like we said, on defense right. this offseason. Mm-hmm. He might be one of the star pieces. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree. I think that um, he's going to be the guy that's going to be all over the field. I think he's going to be everywhere. And uh, I think that that was a great decision for the Browns to trade up to get him. Especially considering the fact that he fell down as far as he did. Yeah. like He was yeah. projected to be uh, – what, what was it? Uh, he was projected to be somewhere in like the top at least like 15, I think. Yeah, I thought everybody thought he was going to go in the first round, and it was nowhere close to the first round. No, and the fact that he was still there at what was it, fifty three is when we ended up trading up. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think it was higher than that because we were still pretty. I don't know. Let me take a look. Uh, look, look, look at these NFL draft stats, and I'm going to look to see where we were at. Do do do. Okay, so the Browns took him with the, come on. I I want to say it was the 53rd. Probably right. You you might be right. NFL.com thing's taking a very long time to come up for me. Come on, man. Let's do it this way. Okay, so in the second round, he was taken with the uh, 
52nd. You were close. Yeah, so we traded up a few spots in order to pick him up from being him falling that far out. Yeah, when I'm surprised. He was projected to be the one of the top um, defensive pieces to be picked up. Yeah, um, I'm surprised that he dropped. I mean, we're talking 20 picks into round two. I mean, he almost fell out of the second round. Um, and I have to kind of wonder why. I don't know. I mean, some people said that he had some kind of heart issue, which he claims was not the case. So I don't know if that was a, a report that was misreported to these teams or not. And they just were it's misinformed. Possible. I don't know. But I think that if, if he says he was cleared and he doesn't have the heart issue, I'm going to believe him. I would assume we'd have to at that point, yeah. Absolutely. But anyway, going right. into our other defensive pieces here, we had right, we had uh, Jackson with six tackles as well. Uh, Not bad. Taki Taki coming in with another two. Uh, got to see some Greg Newsom play in. Yeah, uh, I, I was impressed by Greg Newsom. I thought that he... Uh, did a pretty good job, pretty good uh, open for him. I thought so as well. I, we, we've got a good team together. It's what are we going to see in this last preseason game that's going to be the thing that people are going to look out for, do you think? Well, things to watch for, I think especially, is going to be uh, when the starters do play. Um just look out for some of the chemistry things. Look out for some of the chemistry with Odell and Baker. That's going to be the big question this season is the Odell and Baker chemistry because what do we you and I talk about last year? As soon as Odell came out, we know that Baker looked better. He wasn't as inconsistent. He wasn't as uh, inaccurate. And everybody in the media keeps saying that wasn't an Odell Beckham problem. But how else do you explain it? How else do you explain it? I, I, I can't explain it any other way. And it seems like... Uh... Stefanski and the rest of the coaching t staff, you know, had words with him like, "Look, I, you're, yeah, you're not, you're gonna have to get used to the fact like you're not gonna get the ball every single time." Well, I think that's the biggest problem. I think that Odell feels like he's got to be the star of the team, and I don't know if he just wasn't um, grasping what the Browns were trying to do. Um, with the Freddie Kitchens year, I excused him for it because Freddie Kitchens, I think, coaching was all over the place, and he didn't benefit anybody, and there was a lot of frustration, and I think some of that frustration maybe for Odell carried over into last season, and uh, I think now that he saw what the Browns can do without him and how good of a team they are and how deep into the playoffs they got, I think yeah. maybe now we're going to see a different Odell who's going to buy more into what, what, what he saw the Browns do without him. Oh, we're going to have – let's hope so. Let's hope so, man. One can hope. One can hope. All right. Let's but jump going into, into this, this game against the Giants. Let's jump into the Giants game because uh, this 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 one's a little bit more interesting to talk about because I I I don't think that there was a superb play here. Um, I did see some little. No, bit I, there wasn't play. superb play, but again, it's preseason, so I was kind of expecting us to not have you know the greatest of games, especially considering we weren't, again, really playing our starters. Right, right. And and, and that's and that's a fair that's a fair way of playing it. I just think that based on what I saw from guys like Lauletta and stuff like that, I was expecting to see a better game out of him. 
And uh, I don't think he played particularly well. I don't even think Keenum played particularly well. Um, well I think Keenum the- went 9 of 12 for 74 yards with a touchdown and, and an interception. To be fair, Where though, a Lalletta lot of those were dump-offs. Yeah, and Laletta was 14 of 23 for 152 yards. So, yeah. Like yeah. I said, I just really think that we may be seeing Laletta being put in as our backup and Keenum I mean, possibly possible. being moved to our third string. It's possible. I mean, I could definitely see uh, Keenum maybe going on the trade block. I could see it. I mean, if the Browns think they can get another piece that can make their team better, why not do it? But I, do you want to take that chance, though, of Lawletta being your second-string guy, which he really hasn't proven like Keenum has, and say Baker gets hurt, are, are you willing to gamble part of the season on a, on a guy that's young? That's a big question mark. I know. It is a big question mark. Like, But that might be a gamble you have to take. Okay, so I guess a better question to ask is, if, if you decide to put Lawletta in that spot, that's probably going to mean a Keenum trade. Who would you go out and get for Keenum? Uh, I'd say possibly looking for someone to fill in for a Greedy Williams spot. Uh, at at corner. You think the Browns corner depth at corner or safety? Is... Yeah, um, I actually wouldn't even mind going out and get another linebacker. Okay, I wouldn't mind teaming up another linebacker with uh, you know, with with, with, with um Jeremiah because even though. Koromoa is going to be a is going to be a, a presence and a threat. He's still a rookie, so why not put him he next is. to maybe a veteran guy or a guy that's been playing for a while, maybe improve him because right now he's not really playing with a veteran linebacking core. He kind of is their guy right now, and that frightens me because the Browns' linebacking core la- last year was one of their biggest glaring problems on defense, and right now no, it still agree. kind of is. It still kind of is. They tried to get a little bit of depth there. They got Koromoa, which is great. But they're still missing that one piece there. And, 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 it, and it kind of scares me to the point that I feel like if we don't beef that up, that's going to give us problems late in the season. But who, what kind of a linebacker are you looking for then? What kind? Like, give an example. Um, well, Koromoa is he's, he's speedy. Um, I don't think you need a guy that's speedy. I'd like to get, get a guy that's maybe big and tough. So, um, like a Palomalu. I guess in a way, I, I mean, it might be too much to ask for a Palomalu per se. Well, I'm like talking player, about, like, a, not talking about, the like, built, the built. he has to, yeah, like a Palomalu-style linebacker. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'd say something like that would be would be preferable. Um, I don't know who's out there. Uh, I don't know who's willing to give up a player like that. Just for Keenum, um, I guess a team that might be desperate for a quarterback. I mean, if we look at the rosters right now, what teams are kind of in a little bit of an iffy eh, quarterback situation? I can't really think of one off the top uh, of my head right now. Maybe Washington, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where Washington's sitting right now. <laughs> yeah, um, they're kind. 
They're kind of in that situation. I'm, I'm going to look at their uh, Washington quarterbacks. I, I think... Who did they go out and get me off? Okay, right now their starter is going to be, it looks like, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, and there's only so much you can really expect from Fitzpatrick. That that's true. And, and as, as their backup, they've got Kyle Allen. So I, I, to me, their quarterback room is very thin. Uh, would Keenum really be that much of a step up from Fitzpatrick? Probably not. Probably not. I, I don't really see them thinking that Keenum's going to be an upgrade. But, I mean, you never know. So it's true. But that's not a bad prediction that the Redskins could be a team that possibly in the running for. I can't think of any, any more off the top of my head right now. Off the um, top of my head, I can't think of anything, but I'm sure we'll get more of an idea like as the season goes on. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. There's one other team that's on the tip of my tongue, and I want to say um, Carolina Panthers. I mean, they're, they have Sam Darnold, but we know how Sam Darnold has been. He, he hasn't been great. He's been I don't want to say bust. I agree, but we also don't know if that was, you know, because of the environment he was in or what. Yeah, I think the Jets' atmosphere was a little bit toxic. So, yeah, I mean, I can kind of think that maybe that's it. This is kind of his second chance. Uh, So we'll see if he's bust or is it just the team that he was on. We're going to find out. But Keenum could be a guy that Panthers might look at if Darnold struggles because their backups are a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. But anyway, getting back into this game here, uh, rushing-wise, we did have John Kelly busting out for nine carries, 58 yards in a TD, averaging mm-hmm. 6.4 per carry. I was impressed by John Kelly this game. I really was. Uh, he, 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 To me, I, I mean, he's no Chubb, he's no Hunt, but he's making a case to be that guy to step in there you know, that, that can that can pack a punch as well as Kareem Hunt can, and, and he's got the speed. And, and especially considering what I'm hearing is uh, the Browns potentially looking at um, putting Dearness Johnson on the trading block or all out, or just flat out cutting him. Um, I mean, it might not be a bad idea. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what kind of trade value he'd have. Again, it goes back to what teams might be in need of some running back Maybe even later in the season, maybe if they keep him on the team, on the practice squad, the Browns could make a trade late in the season. If a running back goes down, he might have some value. Possibly. That's possible. Uh, other than that, really, I mean, he really didn't have a whole lot going uh, the running game-wise, but no, we did see a little bit of life. Yeah, 163, not bad. Kyle Aletta actually had 33 yards rushing, which was kind of surprising, too. He only had, oh, he had yeah. one thirty-two yard run, but you know, um, but the receiving game, there's not we much. We did get, uh, we did get a lot more. Like we did get a good amount of um, people getting their hands on the ball, at least. Yeah, that it was just nice. wasn't for big yards. That's all. No, there's no big yardage here. Um, Higgins uh, only we had, had one our, three. you know, Davion Davis three receptions for forty-five yards. Yep. Um. Peoples Jones not and Richard Higgins not really getting much of anything in this game either. No, they were all really quiet. Uh, Peoples Jones one catch for thirteen. Uh, Kaderil Hodge at the most notable thing two for twenty one with a touchdown catch. Um, but all in all, nothing really notable here. If I go down even to defense, 
Uh, nobody really overly stood out here uh, for the most part. Uh, Koromoa didn't have anything. I don't know if he just didn't play or, or what it was, but he has nothing on the stat line. Um, the only standout guy here is Elijah Lee and Malcolm Smith. Uh, but there was no, no inter, no intercept. Or there was, I'm sorry, there was one interception by Richard LeCount. Uh, but other than that, no, there was really nothing notable here. What we should talk about, though, is and this just came out today. I don't know if you heard this news, but Cody Parkey is going to be on the IR and is done for the season. Really? Yes. So that means, as of right now, Chase McLaughlin will be the Browns kicker. Now, whether that changes or not, or the Browns go out and get another kicker. We will see, but Cody Parkey is done. What happened with Parkey? I missed that. Some kind of leg injury that he suffered on the uh, Browns touchdown extra point. Okay. Uh, I don't really know what it was. I didn't see him like limping off or anything, so I don't know where, when it exactly happened. Um, but he's done, and it might be the last time we see him in a Browns uniform now. Hopefully that's not the case because he did good for us. I mean, he did pretty good. I mean, I mean, I, I guess my biggest gripe with Cody doesn't make kicks from fifty plus. Well, I mean, you're not going to see a whole lot of kickers that are making them from fifty plus, though. No, but you need to have that guy that's reliable enough to do it, and I don't yeah. think he's that guy. Which, I can understand that, but who do you go out for then if that's the case? I mean, Chase McLaughlin has shown that he can be a decent kicker as of right now. He has made every kick, every extra point, every field goal. He even made a 49-yarder uh, like in this game here, which was a pretty nice kick. So, I don't know. Maybe he's your guy. Who, who knows? Um, I'd like to see a little bit more out of him, but I wouldn't rush out to get another kicker right now. Until this guy proves he can't make kicks... Stick with them. Why not? All right. But that's anyways, if we're going, if let's go off the, out of the preseason mode here, and let's go back to our predictions we made for the season once the schedules came out. Because the gray, the gray area, what, what is that? I don't know. That was supposed to be a lightning sound for the, for the, for the preview. Go ahead. I, that screwed up. But, yeah, so the gray area we had was the Packers game, at least in my eyes. It was when we got that schedule announced. I said if it came down to the uh, Packers managing to somehow keep Rodgers on the team for at least one more season, right? that – that could very well be one of the hardest games we have this season. Well, now that we know that Aaron Rodgers is going to, in fact, play, uh, yeah, that's a game that we're going to have to watch out for. Christmas Day. Um, I don't necessarily want to call it a Super Bowl preview, but it could potentially be a Super Bowl preview. It could potentially. I don't think it's going to be a Super Bowl preview, but I, that does make me think that we might be looking at a 13-4 instead of a 14-3 now. You think the Browns might lose that game now? I think so. Like I said, I think Rodgers has that much of an influence on the team. I don't know. 
I mean, again, I think it's going to depend he's on one of the, where he's teams one of are. Those players that he, yeah, he's one of those players that you don't see often, but you see every now and then that can make or break a team. That's that. That's true. Um, with it being late in the season, it's one of those games that I look out for based upon how the momentum is swinging for each team, how each team is playing at that point. You know, if the Packers or the Browns are on a hot streak or they're on a losing streak or they're injured, I think it all just depends on where we're at at that point um, in the season to see who's riding the wave, who's riding the momentum. If both teams are coming in hot. The possibilities are endless. Exactly. So I, I'm going to keep it at a 14-3 for now, but... Mm-hmm. I, that with Rodgers playing for Green Bay this year, that does throw a lot in the question for anybody really going up against Green Bay. Sure, sure. Um, I look ahead of what's to come for the Browns um, or things. Um, you know, a lot of what the national media is saying, especially uh, ES. Again, they are really giving the Browns that they're due, finally. The Browns are getting recognized in the national media for once. Um, the panel uh, chose the Browns win the AFC North. Three out of the four guys picked the Browns. Um, and some guys have even said that the Browns are a team that if they make the playoffs, they are really contenders. And if they are healthy, they are contenders. And anybody that tells you no... Here's the thing that you know, worries me about that, though. What? Is it gonna is it gonna be that same season that we had with Kitchens as our coach, where we have all this hype surrounding us, all this coverage, and we lay a goose egg? The biggest problem with the Freddie Kitchens year was that that hype was not deserved because that team had proved nothing. Um, they thought, the media thought, oh, because the Browns got Odell Beckham, they were a contender. Why, I don't know. When a guy gets traded to a new team, he's not usually an instant impact. He's got to gain and build chemistry with the quarterback and the other players, which we saw was a huge issue. Um, I think the Browns this time have actually earned the respect they're getting, mainly because they've, they went 11-5 and last year. They beat the Steelers in the playoffs. They... Probably should have beat the Chiefs in the playoff game, minus a couple things that didn't go their way with the referees. They 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 made it. They made a statement. They proved it. And then they went out in the off season, and they took care of the defensive business. They went out and got guys they needed to because the defense was the biggest glaring issue last year. And to get Jadavian Clowney on the other side, now you have Miles Garrett and him on opposite sides. That is scary. If I'm an opposing team, I am scared. I would be too. If Clowney stays healthy, which has been his biggest issue in his career, if he stays healthy, this is going to be the year he rebounds, and we're going to be looking at probably the scariest defensive line in the NFL. Yeah. Some people have actually said that this could be the year where Clowney peaks. And if that is the case, then, my God, look out anybody that we're facing. Yep. Yep. Because that means you're going to have to pick your poison as to who's getting double or triple team, Clowney or Garrett. Someone's getting hurt. Well, yeah. And if I'm Ben Roethlisberger and I'm coming back for my season that I shouldn't be coming back for, 
<laughs> you better it's get rid not of that even ball a matter. Of, it's a matter of knowing that Roethlisberger is as likely to get hit as anybody else in the NFL. Right. That's got to really worry you, especially if this is a year where Clowney ends up peaking. Um. Yeah. I mean, here it is. If if, if this is a peaking moment for Clowney. Roethlisberger takes a couple bad hits. I don't think he's going to last the season to begin with. I, I think that Miles or uh, Mason Rudolph will be the starter by the halfway point of the season. You really think so? Well, uh, based upon Roethlisberger and the way he moves, and if he gets hit bad enough, yeah, I think I think there's potentially a problem. We're going to have to wait and see what happens with that then. I don't know. Um, well, also, Lamar Jackson, look the fuck out. Look the fuck out. Try running on the Browns now. Yeah. I, he's going to have a lot harder of a time now. I'm calling you out, Lamar Jackson. Bring it on. And I also wanted bring to bring on. up another thing, too, since we're calling people out. Because God only knows that these people aren't really going to catch wind of this at all. Mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith. You flip-flop more than anybody I know when it comes to sports. You ain't kidding. What happened to your boys, the Steelers? They suck. What happened to your boys, the Knicks? You are... Mr. Knicks guy. You are the biggest... The biggest hack I've ever seen in a sports broadcaster. You ain't kidding. You are not kidding. I cannot stand that guy. And especially after the whole Shohei Otani nonsense that happened. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Give me a break. I'm surprised he still is broadcasting at this point. He needs to see... I don't want to say anything. He's entertaining to watch, but I think it's entertaining to watch because just of how stupid he sounds sometimes. I I, I have to agree on that one. Uh, Even then, I don't even think it's that entertaining. No. I don't know. Stephen A. I have no words. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for our next newest episode into our second season coverage of the Cleveland Browns. We are looking forward to seeing what happens this upcoming Sunday against the Falcons. Hopefully we're coming back with some good news even more so. Hopefully we get to see our first string being able to get some playtime in, see how they do, see what their chemistry looks like. Yeah, But other than that, we've only got a very short time until regular season starts, and one of the big games of the season, week one, against the Chiefs. Ladies and gentlemen, the Browns season is almost here. <laughs> almost and, here. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this episode of Dog Pound Nation with me, Jason Kabasik, and Mike Winkler over here. This is us signing out. Go we Browns. We will see you, and we will see you for the game against the Falcons before the opener. Go Browns. <laughs>